Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. What you do matters. You are a huge influence and important to the people around you. You may not realize it, your family, friends, co-workers, the people you pass today and those who you interact with directly and indirectly are influenced by you. As dairy farmers and leaders, we manage a lot of things, all of which are important. A lot happens in the world that we can't control, but the one thing that we can control is ourselves and how we think and act and plan and communicate and interact with others and the world around us. So we thank you for taking the first step of tuning in because the PDPW podcast is a program developed for you because you matter. And joining us on this podcast to put an exclamation point on that comment is Hank Wagner, a fourth-generation dairy farmer and president of Wagner Farms, Inc., and been involved with many organizations, including past president of PDPW. He's traveled to Africa and the Dominican Republic and has authored a book, Teachable Moments. He's also a certified John Maxwell team teacher, mentor, speaker, and coach. And joins us today on the PDPW podcast, Behind the Wheel in Transit, and will soon tell us why. During today's podcast... I'm hoping to get us to reflect on three important things. Number one, what is it that's really, really important in our lives? Not just important, we all have things that are important, a long list of things that are important, and we should have. But what is it that's so important that it fits into the precious category? And second, why is that important? Why is it important for us to consciously be aware of what it is that's really, really precious in our lives? And finally, what can or should we do about it after we have that information? And for today's podcast, I decided to visit a place, a place that I haven't been to in a really long time. It's been over 30 years since I've been at this place. And as I take my final turn down the dead-end road to this special location, all kinds of emotions are circling. I notice my heartbeat is pumping a little bit faster. Some really significant things happened here. There was a lot of memories that have been made here, but more importantly, probably one of the biggest lessons of my life was learned at this location. I didn't set out to learn that lesson here. It came by accident. And that's the way a lot of lessons are in life. As I walk the location that used to be a long, straight driveway, I notice there's nothing here. There's absolutely nothing here. There used to be an old barn, unpainted barn, stone wall foundation on my left, gone. A long, sturdy built corn crib on my right, nothing. No sign of it. And ahead on my left, the location of an old, old brick house. That old brick house 
is a spot for many, many memories. It was where our marriage began. And there's some incredibly important lessons tied to that old brick house that maybe will be the topic of a future podcast. But for now, you're probably wondering, what does this empty field have to do with the idea of what is really, really precious in life? And to reflect upon that point, I want to take you back another 20 years. And for those of you good at math, you've already figured out that's 50 years ago. Yes, I'm older than 50 years, 57 to be exact. And to some people that puts me in the old category, I tend to think of it as experienced. 50 years ago, I was seven. I had the opportunity to grow up on a dairy farm and to some people that's a blessing and others it's a curse. For me, it was all blessing. I had to get up before school, 5.30, be out to the barn to do morning chores, race into the house, get ready for school, spend all day at school, come home. We have 45 minutes to finish our homework if we had any. At that time, supper would be on the table. We'd finish supper, watch our favorite show, Gilligan's Island, and head back out to the barn for evening chores. Between 7.30 and 8 o'clock at night, we'd return to the house, time to go to bed, and the next day start the routine all over again. During the summer, my sister's brother and I would plant weed, care for pickles, and then harvest them to be able to buy school clothes and school supplies come fall. It wasn't a problem for me. I loved farming. I loved everything about farming. Yes, I did those chores because I had to, but also inside it was because I wanted to. I loved the calves. I loved caring for them and watching them grow into incredibly high-producing and productive animals. I loved the kitties and the puppies. I loved the horses. I loved all of the animals. I loved the crops. I loved the tractors, not just driving them, but fixing them. I loved everything about farming. And whenever I had the chance, I'd be out in the fields till 2 a.m. I didn't have time for friends or sports. Farming was my life. And as I grew up, it became really clear at a very young age I was going to be a farmer. I loved farming and I had planned to spend the rest of my life farming. So as I continued through my school years, I pressured my dad, Dad, we need more cows. We need more land. We need all the equipment that goes with it. I had dreams of thousands of acres, hundreds of cows, and all of the combines and four-wheel drive tractors and semi-trucks and the equipment to go with it. By the time I graduated high school and come back to the farm, my dad had almost enough. He said, son, you're going to have to go and work somewhere else. It was probably the hardest decision my dad ever had to make. But on that day, we parted ways, not in a positive manner, and I didn't speak to my parents for over a year. You see, what was really important to me, what was precious to me, was farming and I couldn't get enough of it. And I couldn't understand why my dad didn't want more land, more cows, more machinery. So I left and I went to work for another farmer, a farmer who I thought was much smarter and wiser than my dad because he had lots of land, big machinery and lots of it. He had cattle, lots of cattle and even blue silos. I thought he knows what he's doing I went to join him, not just to work, but to take part in his vision, his goals. 
because I thought he had everything figured out in life. So for the next year and a half, I worked at the spot that I'm standing. I worked for this farmer who I thought knew everything, and I watched as he lost it, as he lost it all. He lost the land. The land is still here. Somebody else is farming it today. Buildings gone. Machinery, equipment, every last piece of it gone. But more important than that, I watch him lose what was precious. He lost his marriage and the relationship with his children. He had an amazing, wonderful spouse and awesome children. But the farm, the land, the buildings, the cattle, all of that was more important than his relationships, than people. And I realized by the end of that year and a half, I had made some really big mistakes. It wasn't all of those things that mattered most in life. It wasn't what was on my balance sheet. It wasn't the things that I acquired or supposedly possessed that was most important. I came to the realization it was people. While working for that farmer, I married the love of my life. And after a year and a half, mended the relationship with my parents and went back home to farm with a much different idea of where farming should fit into life. And today, we have two amazing children, both farming with us, an incredible son-in-law who also farms with us, daughter-in-law who has an off-farm job but also is close to the farm, and a very special, precious grandchild. The farm is important taking care of our cattle, our land, our machinery and equipment, the things that we are stewards over is still important to me, to our team. Producing food and feeding the world is important, but none of it will ever be more important than the people that are in my life. It's people that fit into that precious category to me. Not just my wonderful, amazing spouse, my children, grandchild, or the rest of my family, but neighbors, all the people we work with on our farm, our employees, all of the consultants. But for me, it's even deeper than that. It's every single human being is more important and valuable than anything I own. So on to the next point. Why is that important? Why is it important for us? Why is it incredibly valuable for us to know what fits into that precious category for us? Well, for one, consciously understanding and knowing that something around us is really, really precious changes how we treat it. If I gave you a diamond, which is what everybody calls precious stones, and I told you that diamond was worth $2 million, would you just throw it on the rock pile that you've accumulated over the years behind the barn? Or would you put it in a safe? Would you take care of it? Would you protect it? You see, what's really precious to us, we automatically care for. Without even thinking about it, we care for it. We protect it. We pay attention to it. So whatever it is that's really precious to you, know what that is. And if it's something in the spiritual arena, that's okay too. If it's a certain group of people or a certain relationship, or if it's some other thing, just know what that is but also know that the choices we make, all of them, have either blessing or consequences attached to those choices and decisions. And I'm so incredibly thankful 
for that lesson 30 years ago. Because of the decision, the outcome, the choices to value people more than things, today I have an amazing life filled with amazing people. And it wouldn't matter. You can take away all the things that I own, every inch of land, our home, our buildings, our cattle, take it all. And still the most important and precious things will be with me will be next to me. As you ponder what's really important to you, what's really precious, I'd like to throw out a few questions. What if I was able to give you, if I had the power to give you, at no cost, all of the land within 10 miles of your home? Would you take it? What if I had the power to give you not just all of the land within 10 miles, but every square inch of ground on this entire planet, all yours. The best farmland in the world, yours, all of it. Not just all of the land, but what if I was to also be able to give you every machinery dealership, no matter what your color is, it's all yours. Every tractor, combine, piece of equipment that you would love to have, all yours along with all of the houses, the multi-million dollar mansions in the most wonderful places. Everything on this planet was yours, but there's one catch. There's not one human being on this planet to share it with. Wouldn't matter then, would it? Wouldn't matter how many cows or acres we have, how many homes we have, what kind of car we drive, none of it would matter, would it? It's not those things that, in my opinion, are what are precious. So what can we do about it? First of all, take enough time to really think through, to ponder, to search your heart about what it is right now currently that's really important, that's really precious to you, that's consuming all of your time, energy, and finances. Is that what you want? To be in the most precious category. If not, you can place whatever you want in there. And if it's people, if it's a particular relationship, then make the conscious decision to put it in that category and you'll automatically start to see it differently. You'll treat it differently. And I would ask you even to go to the next step and consider intentionally developing a plan to put more time, effort, energy into whatever it is that you think is really precious. And it's possible to still have a really successful business. It's possible to have a really successful life at the same time as having a really special, precious relationship with the people who are important in your life. So as I finish, I'd like to leave you with two thoughts. Number one, you're important and incredibly valuable. That won't change. No matter what choice you make, no matter what you choose to put in that really precious category, it doesn't change your value, doesn't change your importance. The number of acres we have or the cows we milk, the machinery that sits in our shed, none of that has anything to do with our importance and value or our significance. You're important and valuable, not because of what you own, but because of what's inside you. And number two, don't lose hope. Your past does not have to be 
your future. The present does not have to be your future. Your future has not yet been written and you have a tremendous impact on what it will be depending on your decision. The best is still yet to come. Our thanks to leader, speaker, and fourth-generation dairy farmer Hank Wagner for being our guest on today's PDPW podcast. Thanks for listening. Brought to you by the PDPW, Dairy's professional development organization. More details at pdpw.org.